0: If your image is destroyed, you won't recognize who you are and how you can walk in what God has. And so you'll walk in condemnation, not realizing what he has done. So the enemy uses that against you so that you cannot speak or act prospectively when it comes to God's word. Because he keeps you under sin condemnation, where you think more about sin than you do about living for him. As, I, I think if we realize this, we'll start focusing. See, we focus so much on what we can't do rather than focusing on what he said we should be doing. Does that make sense? And see, the more we focus. Look, can I say this? The more we focus on what we should be doing, what we can't be doing becomes none effect. Because you'll move away from that anyway because you're too focused on doing wanting doing what he wants. Does that make sense? Watch this. i got to show you this before we go. No condemnation for all men, so one man's act of righteousness leads to acquittal and right standing with God and life for all men. Next verse quickly. For just as by one man's disobedience, falling, failing to hear heedlessly and carelessness, the many were constituted sinners. So by one man... Now, you got to catch this. So by one man's obedience... The many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought unto right standing with him. Next verse. But then the law came in. And only to expand and increase the trespass, making it more apparent and exciting opposition. But where sin increased and abounded, grace, God's emeritus favor, has surpassed it. And increase the more and superabound it. Isn't that great? Amen. There is no place where grace can't overcome. There's no sin that grace doesn't go far and beyond. That's, what, oh man, it's good. All right. Okay, just me. Okay, come on. 21. So that just as sin has reigned in death, so grace has earned an undeserved favor, might reign also... The righteousness, right standing with God, which issues in eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, our Lord. He's telling us something there. He's telling us if I get in, get in Jesus Christ, I can reign in life by one. And one, I have this unmerited favor, this thing called grace that is undeserved favor that is working with me, that is helping me stay where I am or get to where I need to go. How do I respond to grace that's already been done? Write this down. How do I respond to grace that has already been done? The part we're going to play in is the grace faith process. It is called believing, receiving and resting. Believing, receiving and resting and when we do this, we acknowledge the finished work of Christ and we, we respond with practical displays of what we say we believe. We respond with practical things that what we say we believe. God's will is not going to happen. Now, I know this is going to mess you up, but you'll be all right. God's will is not going to happen without your cooperation. Amen. I mean, you can sit under this ministry, you can sit under a thousand ministries and but without your cooperation, it's not just going to work. You've got to you must respond to God's grace. Somebody say, I must, I must respond, respond to, God's grace. to God's grace. Write this down. Faith is a positive response to what grace has made available. Faith is a a positive response to what grace has made available. God, by grace, has provided everything, but if you don't believe, you won't receive. Faith simply takes possession of those finished works. Really, it, I mean, let me say this. The New Covenant is really based upon what Jesus Christ has done. And it really takes all the burden off of you. Yeah. Right. Right. I, got that's right. That's right. I mean, let's think about it. You ain't got to create. Really, you ain't, ain't got to create anything that's already been created. That's right. I know that's going to mess with you. But things have already been done. And he's waiting for you to catch up. And see... Sometimes we blame so many other people. You know, I was telling somebody that the other day. I said, I said, uh, hush. I said, oh, you keep blaming somebody else. Don't, stop. Oh, you're blaming someone else again. Uh, stop. You're blaming someone else again. I said, are you listening? Oh, yeah. Oh, Now I hear it. Yes, that's what you're doing. If you're not careful... We become good at blaming others for what has already been done for us, but we're just lazy to go receive it. Amen. Oh, that's good stuff. And see, we try to blame other people. Don't blame other folk. You can receive this. God's great. Look, look, child of God. One of the scriptures you got to walk home with at first Corinthians 12, seven through nine. Walk home with that. God's grace is sufficient. Paul Paul made the statement. He said his grace is sufficient. If his grace is sufficient enough, it can handle the problem. There is not a problem that is so great great that can't be handled by God's grace. He's already given you enough to handle everything you need to handle. We just got to be able to believe, receive, and what? Rest. Come on, say it again. Believe, Believe. Receive. And what? Say it one more time. Believe, receive, and rest. That's good. I gotta get to that place where I do that. Turn with me to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says we gotta get to a place of trust. Trust. Look what he says: lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Right. Amen. You're trying to figure out what grace has done. Grace, grace already did it. I mean, I've said this illustration. This will probably be a good illustration for you. Let me say this How many of you, uh, how many of you, uh, and well, I know I've used it before, I'm going to use it again, but how many of you have ever gotten in a car and drove? Drove somewhere. How many of y'all... How many, y'all know what car is, right? How many of y'all ever got more than driven? Okay. Now, watch this. No, just show me your hands. Now, watch this. Everybody look around. Look around all the people's hands. All right? Those are folk that didn't know how to drive. Now, watch this. All right? They've driven somewhere. Now, put your hands down. Now, why are we gonna, we're going to do something different. Now watch this: How many of you know how that works? How the car works? No, no, what I mean, wait, 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 wait. The, No, I like that over here. Somebody said, "I know I'll put a key in it." <laughs> you know, no. beyond the key, what happens when I put the key in the car? And then what happens after the key goes in the car? What happens when I turn it? What happens after I turn the key? What is going on after that? How many of you can tell me what's going on? See what I mean. I got one. I got two. I got two people that, that can tell me. Now, you see the difference? Yes. You see what happened? See, you're jumping in a car. You're already doing this. You're jumping in a car. You're driving the car without even understanding how a car really works. And am I right? And you just jump right in the car, have faith that this car is going to work, it's going to do exactly. Look, you came all the way from Baltimore, believing this car was going to work, just jump right in, push the button. I know you did. Jump right in, push the button, and on your way. Am I right? Am I right? Isn't that what you did? And didn't think nothing about it. Now, it's the same with grace. God has already given you all. He's given you this call that will take you where you need to go. But until. Oh, come on, somebody. You ain't even got to turn the key. He got push button like you got. All you got to do is just get in. And you see, you stand outside the car. It'd be nice to get in the car. Get in the car on somebody you ever been there and that's what grace does for you get in the car why because i've given you this car the whole purpose of this car is to take you matter of fact oh glory god said i even equipped the car i put everything in the car that you're gonna need You can't even, oh, you can't even get lost in my car. Talk about it. He said, because I put a GPS in there so that whenever you need help on where you got to go, where I'm going to take you, you always know. Why? Because I put it in your car. Glory to God. I even put a sunroof in your car. So that any time you can touch your button, you can look up and see the sun. <laughs> Y'all didn't catch that. Sun, sun. Allegory, allegory. All right. Y'all understand what I'm saying? All this is in my car. You know what else he put in your car? Temperature control. So that where you're going, you don't arrive hot. You, robbing stop. Yeah. This is grace. Yeah, true. You, Glory to God. Amen. Can I tell you something? And don't take it wrong way. Well, I don't care. I'm telling you. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. My car won't even let my, my seats get hot. I just turn a button on and they cool cool your booty. That's a car right there. And then if if you ride a long while, you gotta hit another button and it massage your booty. Oh, no. They want you comfortable while you in this car. Are y'all catching this? Take what I'm saying about the car and now you're placing it with grace. And this grace now gives you everything, places you everywhere that you need to be. Matter of fact, one of the things they give you when you get the call, they give you a filled tank, a filled up tank. Y'all just missed something? You haven't noticed it? How many y'all bought brand new, brand new, brand new? And they give you a full tank gas. And the thing goes to the F. Faith. he see, when I give you this grace, I start you out on faith. I already start you full. Matter of fact, I have put enough in there that you never run out. Grace said there ain't need for an extra tank, y'all. Oh, okay, okay. Does that make sense? Okay, praise the Lord. All right, only me. OK, OK, I hope you all getting something out of this, because I want you to understand that God's grace, you know, under uh, uh, under God's grace, he tells us, you know, he wants us to walk by faith. And he doesn't want us to walk by sight. See, because this grace thing says, I believe what God has already done has been finished. And because it's finished, I believe now that the spirit of God is going to lead. Now, remember, we talked about the GPS in the car. He said, no longer do we live by the law. He said, now one of the things that we do, we walk by faith. We are led by the spirit of God. He said, so now, because I am a son of God, he said, everywhere you go. Hey, man, y'all have done this when you got a GPS real quick. If you got a GPS in your car, because I got to show you something before I go. You had a GPS first time you got it. Hey, man, y'all, first time you got it, you knew where you were going, but you still punched it in. <laughs> come on. Can I get a witness? Can I? Ah! Uh, come on. Can I? Show me. Show me. Show me hands. Show me here. I wasn't the only one. You were right in town. You punching it in. I'm going to see if she knows where she's going. Am I right? Am I right? Right? Well, see, God's given us a GPS system, which is the Spirit of God, which leads, guides, and directs us in every area so that we'll never get lost. We'll know where we're going. Look what the Bible says in Romans 8 and 14. Write this down. Romans 8 and 14. Oh, man. God is good, isn't he? I got to get to the place where I'm just trusting and I'm leaning on him. See, because under, under grace, watch this, write this down. Under grace, I live by the Spirit of God leading me. And I don't live by the law. The Holy Spirit will take me places where the law never could. Are y'all listening? The Holy Spirit will take me places where the law never could. I could never understand them maps anyway. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all have turned them upside down? Turn them sideways, turn them everywhere. How many of y'all have done that with a map? And you left. And then, hey, hey, fellas, then she's sitting over there, you lost, ain't you? I don't think I'm lost. You know, and you just pulled off and you know you lost. Because you don't know how to read the map. Are you with me? That's the way the law was. Yeah. The law wasn't designed to take you to where you need to go. All right, watch this. Look what he says. Amplify. That's good. For all who are led by what, y'all? Spirit of God. Are the what? Of God. So God tells me that as a believer, I should be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. That's something I ought to be. Now watch this. Turn with me to Ezekiel thirty six and twenty six. Yeah, you're going to like this one. Now, because how is the Holy Spirit? Now, we got to ask that question this. Before we go home, I'm about to go. How is the Holy Spirit, now listen to this, going to lead me to this place called grace? How is it going to get me there? How is it going to get me? Why? Because if I'm led by God, if I'm a son of God, then I must be led by him. Amen. That's what the Bible just said. So now I need to understand how is he going to leave me? Well, look at what he says in Ezekiel 36 and 26. A new heart will I give you. And a new spirit, come on, will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a a heart of flesh. Now, we understand what God's talking about here. He's making us new. When we confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and we believe in our heart and we've repented, God comes into us. He makes us whole, he makes us new, and he puts us in a place with him so that we can receive. Now, God said, I cannot allow you to be involved in this because I can't have it messed up because I'm getting you to a blessed state. And because I'm getting you to a blessed state, I've got to make you. And I'm going to put my word on your heart so that what you desire is me and me only. The more you walk in grace, the more you want of him. Oh, man. Glory to God. See, because he's working in you. Turn with me to the second thing he's going to do. He's going to work in you. Philippians 2 and 13. You got to stop fighting God and just uh, receive. Amen. How many of y'all used to be a certain way? Yeah, I know you don't want to think about that, but, that, you know, how many of you, for a long time, you used to hold on to ho- the old way you used to be? And sometimes you still try to. If you're not careful, you still try to hold on to that. What, I, what, I, what I'm trying to tell you is this, you know, you need to let God work on you. Let him, do, do, do you have the, well, we don't have it here, but let him put the tape around you. You know, that yellow tape. And let him put some cones out and and, and let them put up the big sign and said, we're working on this guy. See, until you recognize and realize now, watch this, until you realize that you need to be worked on, you won't be able to be worked on. One of the worst things that can happen to you is pride. Yep, and that's what we say. I'm all right. You are not okay. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I need a little work done. Somebody say I need a little work done. I need a little work done. Amen. You know, isn't that awesome? But when God renovates, I don't know if you understand the word renovate. He don't renovate by taking out a part of the kitchen. He strips the whole kitchen. And see, you trying to hold on to the sink when you should have let it go. Come on, somebody. He's changing out everything. He's taking the cabinet. Whose house did somebody did it? Somebody said they went to a house. Hey, man, it was was Maurice told me. He said, Maurice said we were looking for a house. Watch this. He said we were looking for a house, Pastor. He said we went into the house. He said, glory to God. They took everything. It was Richard Pryor moving all over. (laughs) Y'all don't understand about that. Only us know about that. They went in the house. The cabinets was gone. They, they, I don't even know if they took the counter. They took everything in there. And it's like, oh, my gosh. We got to start from. I had a guy that do my, uh, did work for me once. And he said this. He, I had called him, and he said, I said, man, uh, I need you to come over and do my job. And he said, yeah, I'm ready to go. He said, and he came walked in. He said, whew, man, he did a breathe. Whew. And he, I said, what was that about? He said, man, I thank God you didn't start this. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, because if somebody else had started this, I would have had to tear all that down. Because I don't know what they're thinking. Because I'm not building on somebody else's project. God's not building on what you already had. He's building on something new. His stuff. Does that make sense? And that's what grace does. God, man, God is so awesome with this grace thing because it takes you into things that you really don't deserve. And he rips out all that other stuff so that what you can get exactly what you want. An updated kitchen. Come on. OK, only me. <laughs> OK, praise the Lord. All right. Watch this. Look what the Bible says. Not in your own strength for it is God. Not in your own strength. Not in your own. Not in your own what? Not in your own what? God ain't looking at my own ability. So long we trusted in what we could do, and then God said, well, we'll just keep letting you do what you do. Until you get out of the way, things don't get done. One of the things that was going on when the guy was working on my house, I got out of his way. Because I realized that the longer I stood in his way, the longer it took progress to get done. Are you with me? Because he had to get it done. All right, watch this. For it is God who what? Come on, y'all. See it? For it is... Energizing and creating in you the power and desire... Both and to work for. Oh, you didn't like that. You didn't like that because he said I'm working in you to will and to do for. The reason why I'm training you up and bringing you up like this, because this is going to be for me. But you're going to like it. Did y'all catch that? I'm building in you. I'm working in you. I'm bringing a change in you to will and to do of my good pleasure. Amen. Amen. All right. Why? Because I'm going to do this. So that's how the Holy Spirit's going to lead me. First, first way he's going to lead me, he, he's just going to change my heart. Second way he's going to do this, he's going to work on me to will to do of my good pleasure. Third way he's going to do it, he's going to direct my actions. By enlightening me of of understanding He's gonna be guiding and moving in the midst of my will. Because I, I said something to Josh the other day. I don't know if he remember what I said. Uh we seeing in here. One of the things I said I was gonna ask somebody this was, you know. Well, I, I can tell y'all a little secret. When the fellow comes for a reset, <laughs> I ask, I got some questions for him. Lord. All right, I'm sure. Right. Absolutely. That's Spiritual right. questions. Right. Spiritual. Right. Well, one of the first questions I'm going to ask him is, uh, what is your opinion on this? You see what I just did to him? Y'all didn't catch what I just did, did you? I said, I said. I'm going to ask him, what is your opinion mm-hmm. on this? I already have subjects that I want him to define for me. What is, no, no, because ain't no, ain't no sense being unequal with a yoke. Pay attention. Ain't no sense being unequal with yoke. Hey, man, pay attention. Watch this. So I said, now watch this. See, because I'm still teaching. So I said, what is your opinion on this? And I'm going to sit and wait. And if he starts to tell me his opinion, I'm going to look at her and say, you sure he right? Because in the gospel, you have no opinion. The Bible says. Come on, sir. You understand what I'm saying? And see, one of the things that we have got ourselves caught up in is thinking that we can still think. And do whatever you, you do have a free will to think and do all that, but at the end of it, it should line up with what God's word on, says. Amen. You eliminate grace when you do it yourself. Did y'all catch what I said? Ain't no amount of faith or anything that can catch up with you when you try to do it you. I know that's a hard saying because because we like being us. We want to do what we want to do, not realizing that we're hurting ourselves. Somebody say amen. amen. Last number three, last but not least, how does the Holy Spirit lead me? Because if you don't understand, you know. He's going to lead you by imparting truth. He's going to give you the truth of God's word. John 17 and 17 said, thy word is thy truth. Father, I thank you that your word is our truth. I want you to write this down before I walk out the door. I want you to understand it. Write this down. The Holy Spirit, when we're talking about leading and walking into grace, the Holy Spirit never prompts anyone to act contrary to the scriptures. Why would he do that when he's the author of them? He'll never have anyone or anybody that will act or walk contrary to what the scripture says. Whenever, write this down too before we go, whenever a man listens, reasons, and acts upon revealed truth, it can then then be said that that man is led by God. If a person comes to you and says that God said, and it is not scripturally sound, God did not say. It doesn't matter what the inclination. It doesn't matter what they feel. It doesn't matter how they believe it. If it does not line up with his word, that is called outside of his will, and you are now building an outside doctrine that lines up more more so with law than it does with grace. <clears throat> every one of us, write this down before we go. Every one of us must trust our lives and govern our lives by the Holy Spirit. Because we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead. He's going to be my GPS. He's going to take me where I need to go. But the key thing in him taking me where I got to go is I must listen. One of the things that can get in, get in your way is when you think you do know. And then you don't know. Somebody say, amen. "Amen." Always be willing to listen. Because he gave you two ears. And unless you can hear with the spirit, a lot of people are good at hearing with the ears, but not with, with the heart. Amen. And so we miss what God has for us. And we can't walk into the grace of God simply because we don't understand because we're not listening. Amen. Listening, not with the ears, with the heart. And I'm out of time. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Is God good?